You are listening to Holy Commutes for Monday, April 17th, 2023. Holy Commutes is the only daily morning podcast dedicated to all things Wolfie Ball. I'm Paul Cook, joined by my brother Tim for our third Monday episode of the April 2023 season. Um, on today's show, we're going to do a second preview. We kind of previewed the uh, opening day, MAW opening day tournament last week. We're going to do that again now that the draw, the preliminary round draws have been completed. Um, we've got a little bit better uh, you know, idea of what the matchups are, you know, of, uh, of how everything looks. So last, last week was more in general. This week is going to be a little more specific now that the, uh, the draw has been done. So before I bring Tim in, just real quickly to recap the format. Um, there's, it's a 2014 tournament. There's three groups of eight uh, teams. Um, each group will play a modified compass draw, exactly the same as the UWF, um opening rounds from the last three years, exactly the same as 16-team tournaments at MAW the last couple of years. Um, this format works really well because it matches up teams by record, so if you lose early, you, know, you get a chance to play a team with um, a similar record. Like all MAW tournaments, two and one and three and O teams will advance to the playoffs. So it'll be one three and O team out of each of those three brackets, and there'll be three two and O teams out of each of those three brackets. That's twelve teams total. The three three and O teams and the top two and one team will get a bye to the quarterfinals. The other eight will play in the uh, opening round of the twelve team single elimination. The two and one team that gets that bye will be one of the three two and O teams. Teams. Um, one of, the, one of the teams that start. I'm sorry, one of the three teams that starts two and out and then loses their third game again. This is this is similar to United Wiffle, and this is just to um, you know encourage encourage play right out, encourage you know going for it right out of the game. Um, and there'll also be since we have a lot of teams, you know, like we said on the live draw on Sunday, um, you know, we got a lot of teams traveling from out of state. We have 24 teams. It's our largest regular season tournament ever. So you know, we really appreciate guys. You know spending the time and money to come out here. So we want to, you know, there's a lot of really good teams. So a lot of, there's going to be some really good teams and there's, you know, down to, you know, very good teams um, that are going to start one and two. So we're going to do a consolation bracket. Uh, the nine teams that go one and two will play in that. Eight and nine by tiebreaker to play the playing game. Then we'll just, you know, go on down from there. There will be a cash prize for that, maybe other prizes. And also a factor into the point standings. Um, so, you know, if you're an MAW regular, you know, the real incentive to continue playing that hard is this is a 2014 tournament. So finishing 13 in a 2014 tournament is, you know, different than finishing 13 in a, via the points in a you know, 16 team tournament. So, you, you know, you want to play well in that. You want to try to win that. Um, so I think I covered everything there in the tournament. I want to bring in Tim now to kind of go through, go through these groups together and just kind of, you know, pick out, um, any interesting things we see. So let's, let, let's start with group a, um, the top half of this bracket is new school risers versus East Bangor, Wiffle ball vortex. And then the dragons versus old line wiffle. Any, any thoughts there, Tim, in those matchups? Uh, no. Um, you know, I think, that, <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, just looking at everything, I think that's definitely the, um, most straightforward, you know, top half group in terms of like, you know, a path to the uh, elimination round. Um, I think the risers and dragons, you know, really control their their own fate very much. So, yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that. Not to, you know, not to dismiss those other two teams at all. But I think those are 
risers and dragons are definitely the favorite in that top um half and if that if that happens that um that second game will be uh, a good one and i i think this the bottom half of the bracket is kind of similar it's long balls versus long island dumps and red barons versus tc35 um i think on paper you would say long balls and tc35 are the favorites um and that would be a very interesting second round game tc35 versus long balls if that transpires but um you know, we know very little about the Long Island Dumps. Um, you know, just they, I don't think they've been playing very long. You know, it's all been medium pitch. And most of the time there's a transition from medium pitch to fast pitch. Or sometimes there isn't. Sometimes, you know, yeah. you get a Mike Styles and he just, you know, it, it's just able to, you know, to, to do it very easily. So, you know, um, the Long Balls definitely don't want to look past them. And then even more so the Red Barons, you know, as a, as a veteran team from BWBL, um, and Nick Pugh is a very good pitcher. I don't know if they're going to throw him right out of the gate or not. Um, but if they do, they've got some veteran hitters on that team. they got other arms other than Nick, um, but he's definitely their best one. That could be an interesting matchup for TC35. Yeah, and, and like you said, I think, you know, 8 a.m. games, uh, the first tournament of the year, um, you know, just getting back out onto the field, not everything may go as you – Right. Think it would go so that, you know, and just, you know, just like baseball, you know, in general, and, you know, it, it same applies to the wiffle world, you know, anyone can beat anyone, you know, on yeah. a given day. So um, I think, you know, my overall thought is group A, you know, I, probably is the, um, you know, has is probably the easiest. And I hate to use easy because that's uh, that's not the pro- that's probably not the right word. But I think it's I, I think it's got it, it's not it's certainly not Group C, which we'll get to later, Um, you know, in terms of, you know, just having, you know, top team after top team there. Yeah, um, I, I, I would agree with that. I think if you're handicapping this, you know, like we just kind of, you know, did there, you know, risers, dragons and long balls, TC 35 would kind of, you know, all sort of be your, you know, uh, is, is, is a, is a compared to some of the other groups, definitely C and probably B as well is kind of more sort of a, you know, just again, just pure handicapping it. That's kind of what you would expect, but a couple of things I want to like, I want to say, so TC 35, they're down a pitcher, Connor J. So, um, from uh, I believe Kansas, who's going to be making his uh, debut of TC or his debut as a member of TC thirty five. They TC thirty five got to know Connor's a long time. I think Wiffle Ball follower, and he, um, uh, as far as I'm aware, his first major tournament, or at least his first major fast pitch tournament, was the MLW Texas tournament uh, in December, and uh, he beat TC thirty five there. And then they put him on his team. He, unfortunately, he's injured, so he won't be with them, but they still have chase and they still have Luke. So they still got plenty of pitching, yep. but, but it does, it, it does bring them down one. It doesn't really necessarily matter for that first game, but when you get to the second, get to the third game and then get into the playoffs, that could matter. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with you, you know, risers, dragons, long ball, CC 35 kind of seem like that. You want to go on a limb there and, and predict the finals matchup of the two and versus two and game in that bracket. Sure. Um, and then, and why? More importantly, okay. So I'm gonna go with uh, long balls against against dragons, and um, here's why. 
you know, four two for hitters can take a little bit to get used to. Um, that's not, you know, again, that's not always well, the case. And, and, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but the one thing TC thirty five has going for them is, you know, the one the, the one looking strike roll down in Texas. Oh yeah. So like they're they should be able to transition a little bit better to four two. Okay, well then that kind of you know negates my uh point but no, 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 but no no but it, it still could happen but yeah i just want to yeah think. like i mean uh, you know honestly again it, this is a cop out but yeah i mean you know either the risers dragons versus either long balls tc35 but yeah i still go i still go dragons uh you know they made such it's a different team this year obviously but they they made such strides late last year and you know the long balls you know have really taken in you know, if, if they had Tommy Loftus on this team, you know, it would probably be the best all around long balls team, maybe outside of 2020 because they had Cam that year. But um, certainly their strongest in the last couple years. Yeah, I I, I, I would agree with that. Like, um, I the long balls really interest me, you know, in this. They interest me even before seeing the draw. But after seeing the draw, they really kind of you know, interest me, it interests me. Like they can do a couple things in that first game. They can do a couple things in their second game. And you and I were kind of talking about this right after the draw, Tim, of just, um, you can, you can very much see a path, um, for them where they get through this and both where they can get through this group a at three, and know, and it's not even like they're kind of stretching in terms of who they're throwing against different opponents and still have bows, um, fresh and you know and then if that happens you know who knows but um yeah i kind of like the long balls very interested in seeing tc 35 you know the risers are always going to be in everything dragons we don't we don't know what the back half of their roster looks like so like they're kind of a real wild card to me and then yeah red barons and long red barons i'm interested in just because i you know i'm a i'm a nick Pugh fan and i think they've got some good veteran whiffler surrounding him i want to see the dumps because we haven't seen them before um and you know the vortex too. Um, you know we saw Sean Huff last year at opening day, but we haven't seen these other guys. And again, you know they all play in the East Bangor League. These are you know guys that have played and and and, and the old line too. Um, you know they added Eric Scholes, so that's a second legitimate arm to go with. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, oh, I can just go over here um, to go along with Josh Schmidt. Um, so like they got two arms now, like it's, it's, you know, uh, so like, I think all these games are going to be, you know, good games. Um, I do think those four teams stand above the other four, the four teams we named earlier above the other four, but, um, even though it may, yeah, on paper for some of these teams, it looks like an easier draw. I think this is still gonna be a very competitive bracket and we'll see some upsets. I almost guarantee we'll see an upset in that bracket. All right. Totally agree. Yep. So moving on to group B. Uh, the top half of this bracket is Lemonheads versus Stompers. This is a rematch of the 2018 Mid-Atlantic Championship Series. And then the other match matchup in the top half of the bracket is Las Vegas Whifflers versus RV Revs. So you've got like a you've got like a rematch from a you know sort of like a classic MAW rivalry. And then you've got a really interesting second game there with, you know, and again, you know, uh with Jordan Bonnet in this um um other player again i'm sorry i'm just blanking on names today uh caden um 
who's a new younger player for Las Vegas Whifflers. Besides for that, it's a very veteran team. The Trapeze brothers and um, Adam Bonet have been playing forever. And, you know, so is Jay Ventresca against, you know, the young team in RV Rav. So nice styles clash there. So let's start with Lemonhead Stompers, Tim. I'll just repeat what I said last week. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to see the Lemonheads in that first game. And um, I think it's, I, I think on paper, the Stompers are uh, our better team on paper, or at least they're more deep. Um, but I could see that going either way. And, you know, again, they'll be, you know, Polanco will be fresh, whoever, you know, the Stompers, I assume that they'll probably go with Gino. Um, that should actually, I mean, that should be a really fun game. And then, uh, yeah, so. Um, yeah, but, and I and, and, and I, I agree with that, too. I think um, I, I think it was a good foresight from you last week saying don't want to see the Lemonheads first game. And I think this matchup kind of even um, amplifies that a little bit more because, yeah, like, you know, he can throw a little to try to get him through, but it's really just Polanco. So they, you know, in all likelihood, the Lemonheads are going to run out of steam. They're going to run out of pitching at some point, but that doesn't matter in game number one. And if Polanco throws like he threw in the wild card tournament last year against Goon yep. Squad, um, that's good. You know, Stoppers have really good hitting, but that's going to give them trouble. Um, so depth doesn't matter in game one. So that would be a really good one. So what about Las Vegas? Yep, totally. RV Revs. Uh, so, you know, RV Revs uh, played in Staten Island last year and they played in the uh, MLW under 17 national championship. Um, you know, the thing they got going against them is they are just they, they are young <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's hard to go in against a veteran team like the Las Vegas Whifflers and um, and, you know, pull an upset, I'm not saying it can't happen, but. I also think, and you know, we we had this a lot in like 98, 99, even in 2000 on the Stompers where, you know, we didn't necessarily want to play, you know, a team that was, you know, theoretically less than us, even though we lost to a lot of those teams anyway. Um, but, you know, we enjoyed playing teams that were way better than us because there were always a learning experience and like anything good that happened, you could really take away. Um, so, yeah, you know, if I had to put money down, yeah, you know, Las Vegas, you know, moves on, but that it'll still be interesting and it should still that should still be a good way for the revs to get that experience right out of the shoot to start their 2023. I mean, you you basically covered everything I was going to say there. It's just you know, it's it's going to be a, a good learning experience for them, and you know, also like, um, uh, in, in, in regardless of who Las Vegas pitches, it's going to be a, a good learning experience for RV Raz. But you know, there's a very good chance they may just try to get through that throwing like Jay, you know, and have yeah. Jay up there and, and and throw it up, and that'll give them you know, I'll give them at bats that they can you know actually um, that and this is no you know, I mean. Jay's uh this is no offense yet to Jay at all, but like compared to you know the other options they could roll out there, Jordan or you know, Adam Trapeze, you know, that would be the uh more likely one that they're able to have a little bit of success on. And I also think, you know, their pitching took a big step up between Staten Island and uh um the U17 tournament in October. And some of that was the pitching distance, but like I think this will be another good 
you know, thing for them. And you mentioned, yeah, the stop when we were on the stompers from, you know, in uh, the late nineties and still developing and still very young, very much at the RV revs age. And let's, let's be fair. RV revs have much more baseball talent on their team than, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, than we did. We had some baseball talent, but you know, he also had other issues. And then, uh, um, you know, you as well, of course, I don't want to dismiss you, but like, you know, me and Dan didn't really, I think all those, all four guys in the RV revs are good baseball players. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to get a lot out of that. So, uh, you know, if I had to pick, I would say stoppers, Las Vegas, Whiffler is probably in that top half, but, um, but that, that stoppers 11 heads game could go either way, um, for sure. So moving on to the bottom of the bracket, we got the Maryland Horseman versus Dark Knights. Uh, Dark Knights making their debut, uh, Horseman returning after playing the first half of last year in MAW and kind of tapering off, tapering off towards the end. And then CCW Skullcrushers, York Yaks. Um, so Horseman, Dark Knights, thoughts there, Tim? Uh, so this is this is maybe the uh, um, most interesting non you know, known teams game of this first round. Um, you have two teams, you know, Dark Knights have almost been exclusively yard. Um, and the Horsemen, while they, you know, have, have a year of MAW under their belts, they're still very, very new to the game. And um, I could see this being a lot of fun in a, hey, there could be, you know, some pretty good offense then, you know, yeah. the, no one on the horseman is truly banging down the door velocity wise. And I assume that'll be the case with the dark Knights. And both of the teams are also, you know, bring some hitting pedigree from, you know, where they've played before. And, you know, that could lead to an exciting, you know, more offense filled game and um it just that that should be that that's an interesting one that like doesn't stand out to you when you're looking at like especially when we get to like group c but it's a matchup that i'm looking forward to seeing no i i i, I like that game a ton too um because it's it's you know uh styles make matchups that's what you know they said at least they used to say in mma um, and I think that's kind of like an interesting thing here. So you said, you know, n- nobody in either team sort of brings the velocity, but like, um, you know, the, the, the CP elite members of the horsemen, um, you know, their best pitch was probably Hannah, Witch, but in, he doesn't throw hard, hard, but he throws hard enough. And then Knapp throws hard, has a little trouble with command. And then, their third guy, Jacob Holisky, or Hal Halowski, I, I don't know how you pronounce that, but um, he's really come. Yeah, we faced him, Tim, in, in the uh, the indoor yeah. league. We saw him at um, the uh, the March Madness tournament um, that the Maryland Chesapeake League put on a really good A team tournament back in March, and he's really coming along good. He does throw hard, but then you've got it against the Dark Knights, who have so and and, and Eric Falvey obviously throws very hard. He hasn't. I, you know, I don't know how much he's going to pitch. He, you know, they, they've still really t- taken it very easy with him, but he throws, he throws really, really, really hard, like legitimately hard. I'm not, I'm not correct. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Joey Lloyd is, is what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but then you got the dark Knights who have far, far more experience, know how yeah. to win, know how to hit, know how to play the game, just less fast pitch experience. Um, so like, that's why I'm saying styles, you know, styles make fights, styles make, uh, games here. You've got sort of the, the younger, less experienced team 
does that probably have more experience in fast pitch? Does that more experience in fast pitch take over um, for New York Knights overall experience? Um, you know, I don't know. The Horsemen haven't won a game in MAW, so you got to go with the Knights if you're just talking pure odds. Uh, but that'll be a very fun game. Totally agree. All right, so then uh, uh, Skullcrushers, York Yaks. This 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 is one of my top two or three matchups of the first round, probably. Yeah, so this one, um, you know, could go. I mean, it easily could go either way. I think, you know, coming into the tournament just on paper, based on you know how they finished twenty twenty two, you know, CCW is is the favorite, but there's a couple of things that you know are in the yaks favor one and i i i think this point will actually stay this time is again i'm going back to the four two count um it can take a little bit to get used to and if the yaks throw bull who you know is is just not unconventional but like you know, his his motion and where he releases is very different than anyone else. And I could see a team that's never seen him before really just having trouble, yeah. you know, seeing that the Yaks can, you know, definitely put up runs as well, although they'll be without Potter. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that, you know, evens things out a little bit. Um, you know, Shari's not going to be happy, but you know, I, I'd say, you know, probably Circle City, you know, Sorry, I would take over. over, yeah, I, over the Yaks there, but that's going to be, that that's going to be a really good game. And, you know, uh, I, I would expect, um, I, I would expect that to probably come down to the, you know, the last inning or so. Yeah. And, and uh, I, you know, Potter not being there is, is a big thing hitting wise. Um, because you got to, I, I got to think, and maybe not, but I, I got to think the Skullcrushers will either go with you have Reed or Will um, in that opening game. And what's interesting to me about this, and again, this is no knock on either the Horsemen or Dark Knights, but, um, you know, I, I kind of feel, I, I feel like the Yaks have the advantage a little bit just because, or, I, I I think this is a toss-up. I think this is 50-50, but I think whoever loses this game is in good shape. And I think from the Skull Crusher's point of view yes. of, of like who they throw, um, you know, and I, I don't want to influence their decisions at all, but like, I do think, you know, you throw kind of Smithy. Um, Cause I, I, there, I don't know. I, um, sorry. I don't think Dylan Jones throws much. I think Mike throws a little bit. Um, but like, if you're kind of looking at this sort of matchup, I think you go with one of your better pitchers this game, because if you lose this game, you know, maybe you, if you have a third and same thing for the Yaks too, like if they lose, if they lose this game, you know, if they want to throw skip out there, they've got options, they can throw whoever they want. If they lose this game and they're facing one of those other two teams, then they got even more options pitching wise. Um, and it kind of just opens up the door for you, but I think you got this, I think both teams will likely go out of the gate here pitching you know, really good options to try to win this, knowing that they kind of have a little bit of a cushion. Um, potentially, again, you just, you know, you don't know, but yeah. just just based on the odds um, and everything. So so I, I think when you kind of boil down this group overall, I think it is kind of similar to group A and that I think you can kind of pick for, I think on paper, Stoppers, Las Vegas, Whifflers, Skull Crushers, and Yaks would seem to be the four to come out of here. Um, 
you have any thoughts? On yeah, that? no, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's, um, I think it's pretty even though between those four, or I don't see anyone, don't see anyone like you know really running away with it. So again, a, a, a very solid group. If it, it, it just for your own entertainment, if you had to pick a two and O versus two and O game out of that group, well, what's the one you would both want to see? I would like to see Stompers against uh, Skull Crushers. Um, I think that would be my that would be the most intriguing to me. Um, but yeah, that's I, that's that's what I would pick. Yeah, no, I mean that that was probably mine too. And then my second one would probably just be the the uh, the exact opposite of that, which uh, the other two teams you didn't mention: Las Vegas Whifflers, the Axe. Um, I think would be an interesting matchup too. And I also, you know, just, just to kind of go back before we move on to group C, which is, you know, we're already kind of running over time, but uh, the group we really kind of want to dive into, um, you know, don't count out lemon heads here at all. I mean, don't count out any of these teams, um, but I could, you know, I could, I, I could see lemon heads having a path into the, uh, to the final 12 pretty easily. Oh, I, I totally agree with that as well. All right, so Group C, which people are already saying is the death pool, and you know, j- just in general, like there, there was going to, there was almost, you know, it, it the uh, this death pool is not unlikely. This death pool was likely. What would have been unlikely is is if somehow everything kind of worked out evenly across the thing. And the reason that that's the more unlikely option is there's so many good teams in this tournament to get it to sort of work out where like it was very very even across the three pools. Um, that, that, you know, that was the percentage, uh, that, that had far less percent, you know, uh, percentage and odds of, uh, of happening. We were most, we were likely to get a, a group that had, a, you know, a, a little more tougher path than the others. And that's group C here. So the top half of the bracket is OG goon squad juggernauts and then dinos, New York meet. So, um, four, you know, MAW staples, um, four good teams, um, Goon Squad juggernauts. Goon Squad's a little short-handed here. They've got Fink, Simcox, and uh Bean uh making his Goon Squad debut. Um, and then the Dinos. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so they're a little short-handed going against the juggernauts, but they have like you know, Fink. I'm a big Andreas Fink fan, he's one of the best players in the game. Um, you know, w- one of the best players that you know, maybe some sort of more veteran players don't know about, but like they can beat the juggernauts. They can hit and pitch. If he's pitching well, they can beat him. Um, and I think the juggernauts know that. So I think that'll be a good first round matchup, even though, you know, I'll state the obvious the juggernauts are obviously the favorite. Yeah. So Goon Squad lost um, 2 nothing to the Jugs in uh, Maryland last year, although that was um, well, not Maryland. They really. It was really one nothing, and I was the third member of that team, so I was hampering, you oh. know, the, any offense that they, you know, put on. They, I forget what the score was in June, um, Jugs Goon Squad, but I think that was a very close game. It was an um, extra inning loss as well. Squad, yeah, and then they met in the round of sixteen at United Wiffle, and I think was that a one nothing or. No, no, that, that ended up being like six nothing or six six one six two. But Goon Squad. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. But Goon, you know, but that's after Goon Squad started zero and two, and then just you know came all the way back and started a run. They just you know they just got 
tired. Um, but I mean, so they, and they still went up in that game and forced the juggernaut. Oh yeah, one nothing on Sunday. I mean, on Saturday. Yep. So, so yeah, like um, that's gonna be a really good game. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, Goon Squad are you know a little shorthanded, um, and you know, Jugs deserve the you know benefit of the doubt until you know until they until they lose so um yeah I did. but that should be a should be a very good game and yeah like you said think can hit anyone so like all it takes is a bloop and a blast and you know you've got a a lead and and and, and being uh it was you know it was tim pitching for the juggernauts but you know he hits the jugs you know pretty decently or you know uh it had some good at bats in Ocean City in uh, August last year, so yeah, they you know, Good Squad's going to need to put up runs to win that, but they could do that. And then the second half, Dino's Dino's New York meets. That's also a pretty intriguing game to me too, just because of the way, just because of the arms that the different arms that the Dinos have here. Um, I don't know if they're going to have their full roster, but if they have, if they have Brad and they have. Um, you know, Collins and they have, um, you know, Drew Cheney, who, you know, threw very, very well at the March Madness tournament here in Maryland. They've got some different options for arms. And then they got Montero, who's, you know, a great hitter and Sidoroff, who's a very good veteran hitter. Um, that's an interesting matchup. Yep. I agreed. And like the meets, you know, they haven't, I mean, th- their last tournament was, uh, um, United Wiffle, but before that last year, they didn't play at all as a team. Now these guys have all played with each other for a long time. So it's not like that's going to be a familiarity isn't going to be an issue, but like, you know, it takes a little while sometimes to get back into the swing of things. Kayvon did not play a lot last year. Uh, Jimmy played, you know, a decent amount, but Bush, you know, really cut back again. So like, It'll be it'll be interesting. Like that's a that's a solid first round matchup that like I think, you know, on paper, especially with their um, you know, with the amount of veterans they have, the meets are the favorite. But again, it's not like that's a uh blowouts, you know, it, it's not like it's a blowout, hey, this if this doesn't happen, you know, it'll be a big surprise. And, you know, and what dinos have going for them is kind of the same thing that we were talking about earlier with, you know, the yaks, um, you know, who also have a lot of pitching depth is, you know, with their pitching depth, they can kind of, you know, they, they could, they could decide to just go with whoever they feel like their best guy is there against the meets and try to beat them. And then, you know, the worst that happens is they have a, you know, what I would call a variable coin flip game against the goon squad the next game. And then they can kind of, you know, maybe look a little deeper and not necessarily, you know, panic there and just try to, because again, they have good hitters on that roster too. Um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, But it's probably the bottom half of this group C that's really um, the, you know, as competitive as we just went, you know, as we just kind of, you know, alluded to there, any of those games can go either way. None of those in that top half of that bracket are, you know, give me, but this bottom half of the bracket is uh, uh, pretty brutal to be perfectly honest. So we have got Canes, Cajuns, and with Inc. Earl. So let's start with Cades, Cajuns. Um, Cajuns roster is Andrew Ledette, Randy Dalby, Sylvie Serrano, Jonathan Dalby, Will Marshall, Ryan Roosh. So good, good mix of veterans and some lesser known players. Um, and they'll be going against the Canes, who I'm not sure what their final roster exactly is, but definitely Stangle Torres, uh, Nico Ruiz, and Cam Smith. And I'm not sure about 
Rob status. I, I, I know at one point he's going to miss the tournament, but I'm like, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, um, that's a, a lot of good players in those two teams. Uh, a ton of good players. Um, this, this may be the closest thing to a, yeah, a true, true toss up in the first round. Um, you know, Cajuns, I don't think have played in four, two. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's something that they'll have to deal with. That could be a, you know, a thing in the advantage for the Canes. Um, but they've also got, you know, I mean, Randy Dalby can basically do whatever he wants, you know, almost at will. So like, I don't think that'll be, you know, that, that shouldn't be a, you know, a, a big issue. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. That should be, a, that should be a really, a really good game. And, you know, the, I, I think the, I think the problem with this bottom half is if you lose that first game, you're going to be facing, really you know, good. the loser Earl with ink. It's, you know, and one of those, one of these four teams will be eliminated from, you know, from the elimination round, you know, after two games. And um, so it's, you know, you've almost, you've almost got to do whatever you can to squeak through that first game and give yourself a shot at, you know, at, at not having to fight for your life in game two of the day. Um, but so, easier said than done. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. And with that in mind, because I agree with you, I, I, it's a toss up. I can, I can't pick a winner in that, but with that in mind that you got to try to win this game every way possible. If you were the captain of both of these teams, who would you pick to pitch this game? Um, I would probably let Cam go for the Canes and, you know, Randy can go all day. I don't know that you want to do that to him. Um, but like, I think he's their best option because this is almost, uh, you know, as much of a make or break game as game one of the day can be. You know, I I think you want to put your two aces out there and you know air it out and see where you know and go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely wouldn't. I don't think that would be a unjustifiable move on each team. Um, there's they also have other moves too, but like I think they can both justify that move because I think they've got some arm. Both teams have arms behind that. That yep. you say, okay, I'm going to put my best foot forward first, and you're not just blowing everything in game one. You know you can put cam out there and you still have Devin and you still have Kenny. You can put Randy out there and you still have um, Sylvie um, and you still have Will and you still have Ryan, you know, you got some good arms there. So if, if that happens, that, that's, that's going to be the early game to watch for sure. Um, yep. And I can see it happening. And then the bottom half, we got a grudge match here with ink Earl. Go. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's that's it's funny how that worked out. Um, whew, I mean, talk about the the number of like great players on both of these teams is ridiculous. Um, I you know I, I don't know who all is going to be there for Withink. I know I you know think it's definitely for sure Kenny, Whitener, Styles, and uh, Didio. Um, and then Earl, you know, is, is, you know, is a deep of a six man, you know, roster as there is in MAW, um, you know, like this would be a good game regardless. And it, it, it an interesting game without 
any of the without having known any of the issues that happened before United Wiffle, I think that'll help give it a little bit more of an edge. And again, you know, the loser of this has to face the loser of the Canes Cajun. <laughs> so, you know, you don't, you, you know, it's, it's almost, it's almost impossible. Like that's like, I would not, um, you know, I, as a manager, I would not want to have to deal with that early on and figure out, you know, who to go. I mean, and both teams can like, can choose, you know, can choose their pitcher. I'd like, you know, I mean, there's, you know, Whitener and Styles both, you know, are, you know, almost, you know, equal when they're, you know, both on. And then, you know, Jordan, Vin, Teddy, Connor, you know, I mean, there's, that's, you know, that's four, you know, tremendous options. So like, um, yeah, it, it really depends. Like in a normal situation, if they're, if you weren't facing that, the loser of that game having to face such a good team, you might say, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm obviously going out here to win this, but if I don't, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's, you know, again, it's not the end of the world, you know, but it's, it's, it's as close as it could be for, you know, a, (laughs) the first tournament, first game of the day um, in a bracket that, you know, is just filled with good teams. Yeah, so like I mean, one of the things you said there is maybe the most interesting part of the subtext of this game to me is just that if both of these, and again, we don't know, but if both of these teams have all six of their players, that almost makes it harder on both teams in order to figure out what they're going to do pitching wise, um, you know, for this first game. Because if they all have all six, both teams have four really, really, really good pitchers. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Both teams have four guys they can roll out there. You know, Earl can go with you know Connor. They can go with Johnny. They can go with Teddy, which would be really interesting to me because that'd be a big game for Teddy. Um, and he kind of had a pitching wise, he was a little down last year and his hitting perked up, but he's still as you know as good as anyone. Um, and um, and then Vin and Jordan, and then on the Withing side, you could go Styles, you could go Whitener, you could go Norris, you could go Ty. If Withing if you know North and Ty aren't there, then it's a little more straightforward for Withings. They got to pitch Styles or Whitener, and it's just you know choose whichever one you want and just d- do it and don't worry about it because you know that just pitch that guy off prelims and then bring in the other guy then for the championship uh, portion of the day. Um, but that's really interesting to me, just how they sort of think that through. And then the other thing I wanted to ask you, so Connor was on athlete's foot here on the uh, the uh, National Whiffle uh, Podcast Network um, recently, and they brought up, you know, the whiffing stuff and, you know, the rivalry there. Um, and, you know, for those that, you know, don't know is, um, you know, whiffing is now a sort of a full-time team because, um, you know, Kenny and Styles were part of Earl. Um, and they're going to play as Withink in you know, United Wiffle back in October, and Connor's going to be part of the team. That kind of all fell apart, and now that's why there's, you know, that's why they're not on Oral this year, and that's why um, Withink is a separate entity during the regular season too. Connor on the podcast, and I believe Connor is, I, I tend to believe Connor is, just, you know, he's a straight shooter. Said that you know rivalry stuff doesn't matter. He's, you know, he's he's matured now. He's on a. Uh, He's got to think of the team. He's got to think of, you know, of all of that. Um, he's got to put that first. So, like, th- th- you know, does he want to beat him? Yes, but he wants to beat every team, is, you know, what he said on the Athlete's Foot podcast. Um, do you think 
are all these guys just so veterans and been around the block enough times that this rivalry won't play a role? Or do you think this will be extra heated because there is a little bit of a rivalry issue? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, Connor did say that, you know, if they did meet this year, especially, you know, in the first couple tournaments that the game may be more, more intense. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many, like, I, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think it's going to be as big in game. I think, you know, I think, I think the big thing is, you know, the winner, you know, obviously gets the bragging rights for, you know, the initial thing. And because everyone, you know, in, you know, in the world in 2023, you know, is really relying on the, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know, that, you know, whoever wins that game gets the, you know, oh, well, obviously we made the right choice by doing this. If it's with Inc., we, you know, we made the right choice. If it's Connor, oh, I put, you know, I put together, you know, brought back half the team and then brought back, you know, Jordan, who's a former Earl player, added Teddy and added Vin. So like, um, no, I, th I think it's just going to play out like it, this isn't, it is a grudge match, but it's not a blood feud. Right. And, um, I think there's definitely a difference there, you know, between those two things. And, um, but again, should be a, should be a great, great, you know, game one. Yeah. The last thing on this that I want to mention is because we talked about the four pitchers. I, I also think like, you know, a, a bit of a X factor there is going to be, um, is going to be the offense. And, um, you know, I think that's, I, I, again, I think a big thing is whether, yeah, Ty and Norris are there. Um, Cause I think that really, it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Withing does their lineup if they are there, especially for this first game, especially based on who they're facing. Um, you know, then you've got the Kenny Rogers with man hitting matchups, you know, I don't think people understand how good of a hitter Teddy is, um, you know, how Connor positions him in there. And then, you know, obviously, you know, Norris is a great hitter and, um, you know, Diddy is a good hitter. There's, I, I, I think this game would be higher scoring than you think, regardless of what pitching decisions each team makes. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, you know, again, I'm not trying to, um, you know, make any statement, but does Teddy even start? against you know I, like i like if you're I just it, it's you know it's you know like i i, I don't know I, I could i could definitely see him being the fifth guy and you know maybe costa sits game one but like that's how deep that team is um you know so like you've got interesting decisions you know there as well it's you know it's, it's more money more problems you know the, the more uh good players you have in the roster the more tough decisions you have and yeah i don't I don't envy if both of those teams have all six players, I don't envy their captains trying to make those um um those roster those game by game roster decisions in this bracket. All right. Yeah, so totally. gun to your head to two and oh versus two and oh matchup here. Yeah, I'll get mine too. Uh, Jugs Earl. So I was gonna say I was gonna say Jugs with Ink. Um okay. Right. I mean, there's 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 very little. Uh, again, I mean, there's so little difference between yeah. all, all any of those bottom four teams could go two and zero oh and easily win their you know bracket. So like it's and 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 legitimately all eight because like you know again oh yeah 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 I, I I'm I'm a big enough Fink fan that like you know it's fresh early in the season he can really carry them 
And like, you know, the thing about the dinos is they, uh, they got some good experience um, as a, you know, as a smaller, as three out of those six playing together at that March Madness tournament in Maryland, where they reached the finals and Drew Cheney pitched really well and he beat some good teams there. Um, you know, to, to, to me, they're, they're, they're a real dangerous team that I could see getting in, um, you know, ending up, you know, two and one in, in, even in this tough group. So like that, that's the group to watch. That's going to be really tough. A really, really, really good team is going to end up in the, um, well, a really good a, re- a really good team is going to end up going on three in this bracket, and a really really good team is going to end up, um, you know, playing in the consolation bracket. But you know, that's that's why these that's all eight of these teams. That's why they play the game. That's why they come to tournaments like this. That's why they seek out competition like this. Um, you know, two they, they don't want just easy wins. They want to play the best, so they'll all be up for it, and that that's going to be a really fun time. Yeah, I mean, this might be the you know this group may have the best two and one teams the best two two and one teams to you know come out and you know that could rival three um that could rival you know any of the other groups you know three and no teams you know theoretically that's not a shot at you know anyone that's just you know that's just how good this is so yep so uh there it is there's the uh 24 teams the first 12 opening matchups and then on down there so Again, we'll see everyone um, next Saturday. Can't believe it's already we're already the week of opening day. Um, you can follow us during the day on Saturday um, on YouTube. We'll stream as many games as we possibly can, um, and then also, you know, uh, for anyone that kind of you know follows this stuff regularly, check out you know um, if we're not streaming something on our, on our mid Atlantic YouTube channel, there's a decent chance that the team is streaming it themselves. And we'll try to get that information out during the day. But, you know, um, if you're looking for Yaks games, Millsy 26 on Twitch, um, you, you know, you'll, you'll be able to find all of those. Um, I'm guessing CCW will likely do theirs on the uh, circle city YouTube channel or, or Twitch channel. Um, I probably Twitch cause that's what they did at, uh, at UWIFs. Um, you know, and, and other teams, the old line will have their games up. Uh, so just, you know, we'll try to get that information out. And then also Twitter and Inst- our Mid-Atlantic Twitter and Instagram uh, for updates and for that kind of information of where streams are happening. That's your best, uh, your best bets for following along, along with the YouTube um, streams on Saturday. So really looking forward to this. We'll see everyone there. And then we'll be back next week for the final episode of final Monday episode of the April season. We'll recap uh, the opening day tour, which is sure to be a good one. So, uh, can't wait for Saturday. It's going to be a great time. And we'll see everyone. Next time.